<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. In the councils of government, we must car guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Our military organization today bears little relation to that known of any of my predecessors in peacetime, or indeed by the fighting men of World War II or Korea. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Friday, October 20th, 2023. Back by popular demand, our Intelligence Roundtable with our good friends, Larry Johnson and Ray uh, McGovern. The weight of that combination and the danger it can bring, Larry, with the money flowing out to the uh, industry strategically spread around the United States in various states and various congressional districts, many of which were mentioned by name last night by Joe Biden. Right. How dangerous, I know we're going to get to the Gaza hospital in a minute, but how dangerous was that speech for peace in the world? Yeah, no, he was lighting a match to a pile, pile of dry kindling, uh, setting it on fire, not tamping it out as it, uh, he should be trying to do. Uh, you know, we're, we, we're at a stage, and I, Ray and I talked about this yesterday briefly, because I'd asked him, I said, do you ever recall since the creation of Israel a time when the Arab and Muslim world have been so unified against Israel and supportive of the Palestinians. And he, he told me, no, I've never seen it. Uh, even going back during the 67 war, the Yom Kippur war in 73. So this, this is consequential. You know, remember in the past, Hamas was a pariah as far as Egypt, Egypt was concerned because Hamas or its predecessors assassinated, murdered Anwar Sadat back in 1981. So, uh, Egypt never had any real love at all for Hamas and would would soon go out of their way to, you know, pour gasoline on their flaming corpse if they could. A similar reaction from Saudi Arabia. But now you're seeing the Saudis, the Iranians, the Egyptians, the, the Moroccans, the Turks, Syrians, Jordanians, Yemenis, keep Pakistanis, Iraqis. They're all coming on board condemning Israel. Demanding, not requesting, demanding a full state nation for the Palestinian people. I so, think it's going to eventually happen. So, Ray, our uh, friend and ideological colleague, um, former Congressman Ron Paul, has argued that Hamas has won already because its purpose was twofold. One, as Larry just pointed out, to unify 
the Muslim and the Arab world around the concept uh, of a, a Palestinian state, and two, to draw Prime Minister Netanyahu into such a serious, severe uh, overreaction uh, that the world will, not Joe Biden, but the world will condemn him for it. Agreed, Ray? Well, yes, with reservations. Uh, thousands more people are going to be killed before that happens. Uh, with respect to what Biden said last night, you know, it was delusional. I wrote a tweet earlier this week saying, we have no wits about him. Well, all he has is twits about him. Lincoln, okay. Now, who's telling him that he should cite Madeleine Albright's dictum that we are the indispensable country in the world? My God. Now, she's the one, of course, <clears throat> that said, well, 500,000 Iraqi children below the age of five uh, killed because of our sanctions. Well, that's, that's worth it. People know that. So I had uh, I had found out that Biden, in a private conversation up in Maine a month ago, cited Madeleine Albright and the indispensable nation. Mm. I had no idea he still would say that in a major speech like this. It's there for the world to see. Now, the other part of your question had to do with what? And <laughs> uh, Net Netanyahu showing him at his worst. Well, Netanyahu has like a George W. Bush after 9-11, grossly overreacting and slaughtering innocents that had nothing whatsoever to do with 9-11. Same with Bibi. The question is, Bibi has a personal stake in this, okay? That's why he had to accept, uh, acquiesce in the acceptance of these extreme right-wing people in his government. Uh He's going to end up in jail if he loses this one. I do think he's going to lose anyway, but I would stop short of Ron Paul, and I'd say before he loses, he's going to try to pull the temple down with him. Mm. And that's not only delusional, that's really dangerous. Uh, not to raise your blood pressure, a cut nine, uh, Chris. Joseph R. Biden on... Didn't you guys know we are the indispensable nation? I mean, it's sound. On Ukraine, I'm asking Congress to make sure we can continue to send Ukraine the weapons they need to defend themselves and their country without interruption so Ukraine can stop Putin's brutality in Ukraine. They are succeeding, backed by U.S.-led coalition of more than 50 countries around the world, all doing its part to support Kyiv. What would happen if we walked away? We are the essential nation. Meanwhile, Putin has turned to Iran and North Korea. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To buy attack drones and ammunition to terrorize Ukrainian cities and people. So, Larry, um, I, I don't know what political base he's appealing to yeah. with the essential or indispensable nation. Well, uh, we got to give him credit for one important thing, Judge. He managed to sort of alienate every possible group out there. I mean, I, I was listening to uh, some of the Jewish Americans complaining about his, his speech. And uh, nothing else, the fact that Israel's only getting 14% of the money and Ukraine's getting like 64%. And I, I guarantee you when it gets into the, the, the Congress, it does, that number is going to be flipped. Uh, you know, they're not going to give Ukraine more than Israel. Israel goes to the front of the line. Ukraine goes to the back of the line. So, uh, you know, Biden is to be this out of touch and to, to be so delusional as, uh, you know, Ray noted, because Ukraine is not winning. Ukraine is losing. And Ukraine has lost in terms of manpower. And on top of it, the United States you know, as Lloyd Austin said, oh, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Hell, we can't even afford the pack of gum. You know, we we can't supply Ukraine with what it needs. And now we're going to supply Ukraine and Israel. It's just, so they're I've gonna, never seen anything like it. You, but you know that Congress will give him that $100 billion. I think you're right, Larry and, and Ray. Jump in on this. Uh, they, they may adjust the relationship or of how that $100 billion is divided. But you know the war party in the Congress uh, will give him that money. They'll borrow the hundred billion at five percent from the uh, Chinese. I don't even know if the Chinese are interested in investing in this. They'll borrow it somewhere, and then they'll borrow more money to pay the interest on the borrowed money. I mean, they will do what no business or household could possibly do and expect uh, expect to uh, to get away with. Well, you're right. Um, you're right, Judge, and. Uh... If further proof were needed, uh, Janet Yellen has confirmed what you just said. She said, oh, we got, she's the secretary of the treasury, for those of you who don't know. Uh, we got plenty of money. We can finance two wars, uh, maybe more. Well, hello, it's not about money. It, it's bad enough borrowing money to finance dumb wars, but Biden, too, has this personal stake in not losing in Ukraine. And appearing to be a devout advocate, devotee of, of Netanyahu. So they, I, I come back to this personal danger that they both sense, and it's real enough. And so they're going to do what they, they, what they can. And I dare say I fear for the fate of the Palestinians in Gaza and for the fact that uh, they're not going to get away with this time. I think Hamas and the Iranians are going to stoke the fires here. There could be a wider conflagration, and that's what we ought to try to prevent. Colonel McGregor uh, warns about the Turks, Larry. Yeah. Uh, and their um, um, longstanding animosity towards the Israelis and just looking for the spark, and they may have gotten the spark, even though they're in NATO, as are we, according to... Um, McGregor, they are fierce fighters with a huge and sophisticated uh, military, larger and more sophisticated than the Israeli. McGregor also points out 
that that half the Israeli military are reservists. Yeah, yeah. Untrained. You can talk about this, Larry. Untrained in guerrilla warfare. How are they going to enter the streets of Gaza and shoot against people that don't wear uniforms? Yeah, they're, whatever they training they have in urban combat operations is not adequate or sufficient for what they are likely to face. And I think that's been one of the reasons there's been such a delay in Israel uh, retaliating, uh, because I think I think it is a genuine concern on the part of Israel that this could be a trap. If Hamas lures them in there, they have they've already created enough rubble that Hamas fighters will have what's known as cover that they can hide behind objects that will stop bullets from hitting them, but yet at, be able to pop out from behind that and fire at his, Israeli tanks. You know, the, some of their anti-tank guided missiles will go up to 500 yards. Th these are going to be combat engagements within 50 to 75 yards, if not closer. So it's, it's not going to be a long standoff. And the shift in Turkey, prior to Erdogan, there's actually, I thought, a pretty good relationship between Turkey and Israel in cooperation. But not now. And in, in fact, the Pakistanis the other day offered to give Turkey nuclear weapons if they Ooh. get into a, 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 a confrontation with Israel. So they're often to share what they have. Are nuclear weapons uh, transferable from one country uh, to the other, just like you would ship uh, 155 <clears throat> yeah. millimeter uh, artillery shells? Yes. Yeah. Just you put it on a plane and fly it over. So, I mean, that, no. what's, what's, what's frightening about this is that they even mentioned it in public. You know, this was not like it was a, a, an intercepted private communication. They made a public show of it. So, again, I, I keep returning to this, and Americans need to understand this because Americans are being fed such a load of propaganda about the noble sainted Israel, the terrible, evil Palestinians, and it, it's, it's, it's a fairy tale where the Palestinians are the big bad wolf and, the, and Israel's little red riding hood. And we've got to save little red riding hood. And without understanding that, you know, there's plenty of blame to go around on both sides, but we're demonizing them to such a point that we're not recognizing that U.S. influence in the region has disappeared. Right. It's vanished. Ray, I'm going to uh, read a portion uh, of a tweet. I guess it's now called a post. From Dmitry Medvedev, uh, the uh, former uh, president of Russia, and I want you to comment on it. It's long. I'll only read the parts that are relevant. Led by the U.S., the world. This is after the Joe Biden speech last night. Led by the U.S., the world is steadily rolling into a deep abyss. The decisions made clearly point not only to irreversible mental deterioration, but also to loss of the remaining shreds of conscience. These decisions, both significant and minor, are glaring symptoms of the epidemic social disease. One, Biden has called the money to be spent on other people's death far away from the U.S. a, quote, smart investment. It is about getting additional weapons worth tens of billions of dollars for Ukraine and Israel. Two, Kiev regime has decided to ban the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, thus cutting its Orthodox Christians off the cradle of the mother church. Three, France's interior minister unhesitatingly condemns a football star for his posts in support of Palestine, not in support of Hamas, in support of Palestine. These pieces of news are varied. 
but all of them speak of accelerated decay of the very fabric of Western society. Ray McGovern, is he right? Does he have a point? Well, Judge Medvedev, the former president, is the is the tough cop, okay? He's the one who's allowed to say things that the Russians really think. He doesn't have to be diplomatic. Now, Putin, does he believe these things? Yes, he does. But Putin is circumspect, you know? He wants to be able to mediate this thing. That's why he's been so soft on what the Israelis have done and were about to do. So the Russians look look at this for the medium and long term. How will this affect Ukraine? How will it affect uh, what evolves with respect to the Israeli government? And worst of all, uh, how it may redound uh, to an attack on aircraft carriers in the Eastern Med by some crazy Hezbollah or Hamas deep deep sea swimmer or whatever, okay? Now, the Russians have, have ships in the Black Sea with Kinjal missiles. That means hypersonic, nine times the speed of sound, mm. not within range of those aircraft carrier, the, the, the USS Gerald Ford, and the one that's coming, the USS Dwight Eisenhower. Uh, that should be a deterrent for what what the U.S. wants to do in in terms of of a deterrent posture against Hezbollah, but Hezbollah is not going to be deterred by that. And we'll have to see how Lloyd Austin, in his wisdom, decides to use these these aircraft carriers. My God, it could come to a no good end, as the Chinese are famously for saying. Here is a a clip from President uh, Putin. Um, Sonia, this is the one that we looked at before we started the the show. Uh, So it's about a week or so ago where he's talking off the cuff about the deterioration of the West and its relationship to the East. Unfortunately, we can see a sharp deterioration of the situation in the Middle East. I think that many will agree with me that this is a clear example of the failure of the policy of the United States in the Middle East, which tried to monopolize the resolution of the conflict, but unfortunately wasn't concerned with finding compromises acceptable to both sides. On the contrary, it promoted its own ideas about how this should be done, put pressure on both sides, first on one side, then on the other, every time without taking into account the fundamental interests of the Palestinian people, bearing in mind, first of all, the need to implement the UN Security Council decision on creation of an independent, sovereign Palestinian state. Pose, uh, Larry, that in Joe Biden's mind, the creation of an independent, sovereign Palestinian uh, state is an idea that is dead. Yeah, no, I think I think what what you're seeing from Putin is that uh, he reflects what has become not just the views of the so-called global South and the BRICS nations and the Arab and Muslim nations, but the Palestinians are going to have to have a separate country. They're not going to be part of Israel. And I really think that there is uh, a chance out of all of this process as it unfolds, not in the next you know month or so, but Israel's very existence could come into uh, question. Uh, just out of uh, what's what's happening outside of Israel. You know, Putin made those remarks before 
Tony Blinken went to Saudi Arabia and got the, the icebox treatment from uh, Ben Salman, where he made him sit and cool his heels for about right. 14 hours. Right. And he, he said all of what he said before Joe Biden went to meet with Bibi Netanyahu and then was supposed to go with the King of Jordan, the president of Egypt, al-Sisi, and, and Mahmoud Abbas, the president of the Palestinian Authority, to meet with them to negotiate probably a humanitarian aid deal. Didn't all three happen. of them told him to go pound sand. So we've never seen a time in the history of the United States and the Middle East since the end of World War II where a U.S. president and secretary of state are being told, you know, to shove it, go pound sand, get lost. We have nothing to say to you. Is this, uh, are these dangers, these diplomatic losses and, and potential military incursions reflective of the Israeli overreaction, Ray? Well, I'd I like to pick up on what Larry said about this interview, and, and you showed uh, uh, Putin. Now, this was a, a really important interview, uh, the more so since he was giving it to Chinese media uh, this very day he left for Beijing. So the emblematic shift of, uh, of the correlation of forces was very clear. I looked at that interview. He ad-libbed for an hour, and right. I said, you know, I ought to check that. And I double-checked it, and I found out that pretty much everything he said was true. And so I wrote that up, and I paragraph by paragraph, I said, now, Jens Stoltenberg has, has uh, confirmed this. Victoria Nuland has confirmed this. Uh, Merkel, Hollande, uh, Poroshenko, and Zelensky have confirmed this. And I put confirmed. And what, what happened? I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it published. I sent it to a very progressive website where I usually publish. And they said, no, this was too sympathetic to Putin. Yeah. No. Wow. Wow. If facts are too sympathetic to Putin, who would have that? That's, that's the world. That's the world that the three of us and our colleagues and people that agree with us will be facing until all this stuff um, uh, settles down. Uh, I wish we could go farther. I must run because of other uh, commitments uh, imposed upon me. I love these Friday afternoon roundtables. I appreciate it very much. I think you're both on with me uh, individually on Monday. Have a great weekend. Thanks very much for your time, of course. Right. Thanks, Judge. Bye-bye. Well, thank you. Thank you. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom. I'm going to hop over to uh, Newsmax uh, and talk about the setbacks to uh, Donald uh, Trump. Uh, and then I'll be back here at 3.30 for Ask the Judge. And then at 4.30, Scott Horton on Why Americans Love War. So hang with us. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom. <laughs> <laughs>